Hey guys, before we get to the show, as you know, this podcast is free with no ads. No ads, no commercials, nothing. So in exchange for that, we ask two things. Number one, leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And number two, go to our website, speaktruthwithoutfear.com and put in your email. We want to send you an invite to our next community meeting. We got Ross the Boss. We have Fog City Midge Maggie. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. What is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Ross the Boss, man. I miss you, bro. You doing good? Yeah, doing good. Have a son. You have a newborn baby. Have a newborn baby. His name is Christopher Lion Bennett. He'll go by Lion. I like it. Yeah, last time we talked, <laughs> I think I said this on the last podcast. I'm like, I asked Ross, what is your son? his son's name? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah. don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you yet. But now you can announce it, and uh, you're going to call him Lion, which is, I think, so dope. Um, yeah, dude, I feel good about it. Yeah, it's very cool. But we got a lot to unpack today. Yeah, enough. A lot happened over the weekend. A lot happened yesterday. And uh, what's crazy is in this political climate and in this news, just in the breaking news in general, it is absolutely insane how much there is to talk about. Um, but let's, I mean, let's get into it because today we have a special guest, which I'm so stoked. We have Maggie. Also, you know her as Fog City Midge. She's helping run the Patriot Party in Arizona. We're going to bring her on in about 15 minutes, but uh, we're going to, which we're going to get into the audit. We're going to talk about some inside baseball, Arizona politics on the state level, which I'm inside, I'm excited to get into. So, um, but yeah, before we get to Maggie and Arizona audit, let's talk about some of the breaking news that. I've been watching and following, and you know, one of the biggest things that's happening right now, obviously, is the mandates. We have, we have uh, the Project Veritas had a huge leak, part number three, um, and on top of that, you have the NBA discussing these mandates. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's first talk about this new Project Veritas leak. Part one, Ross, huge, incredible. Then part yeah, two part came. One, they, part one was the uh, what was it? The the F the the, the HHS federal doctors, right? Um, basically calling it all whack and, and, and well, they said if quote this vaccine is shit end quote. Literally one of the doctor federal worker doctors um, at, uh, that works for the HHS. Huge. I mean, you had yeah, first them, one was big, and then and then James O'Keefe marketed the second one like it was going to be literally as good Jesus as the himself coming down from heaven yeah. saying <laughs> it will the be the next one's about the FDA it'll be devastating yeah. and then it ended up being a low level uh fat gay somewhat fussy and drunk dude talking to another dude at a bar that seemed to be like an actual normal employee of FDA or something. I know that's not entirely true. And I'm sure that there's multiple people that think like he does inside of the FDA and that is alarming, but like he should not have branded that as devastating. It was more yeah. like the next one will be funny and gives you an insight on how people think about us as unvaccinated. Yep. So part two is a, 
like, I mean, I think that's why they didn't do too much marketing on this third one. I didn't even know they were having a third leak. Did you? No. Okay, so part three comes out last night. Pretty big. You had two J&J, Johnson and Johnson officials admit to Project Veritas, Project Veritas undercover, that children should not take the COVID vaccine. I mean, the, full on. And one of them was one of their scientists. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you, <laughs> how do you square that? It's like, yeah, I know, but the machine says that you should, so we all better shut up and just do it. It's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, la- last week I posted uh, a video from a year ago of a doctor that was on MSNBC. I think she's like goes by Dr. Lily. And a year ago on MSNBC, which we played on the last podcast, she was telling everyone, you know, we should not be rushing this. We don't have, you know, the fastest we've ever had a vaccine uh, distributed. But it's four years, the fastest ever. And she's pushing all this vaccine hesitancy. That's in October of last year. November election happens, December she comes out and she's pro-vaccine now. Um, and that's why she, and I called her out on this. Um, and one of, her res- one of her responses on Twitter goes, are you a scientist? There's a reason why I'm saying this. She, her response was, are you a scientist? And now my response to her is, well, I'm not, but the J&J scientist just said that he would never give this vaccine to their children. Um, let alone, they're all, every, what's, what's insane is that Behind closed doors, everyone is having the same conversation. Holy yeah. crap, people are getting sick. Holy crap, I'll lose my job if I uh, prescribe ivermectin or any other medication other than a vaccine. Holy crap, antibodies are probably stronger and better and safer and healthier than some jab that was created in under a year and a half thanks to uh, Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed. Um, but with all that, Ross, what's your thoughts on this, man? I mean, dude. Everybody's thinking it. Nobody's doing any of the crap behind the scenes that they're supposed. That's what I said at the school board the other day. When I had this school board meeting, my phrase was literally, none of you are doing this crap when no one's looking. Why are you making the kids do it? Because here's the thing. If you told another adult that they have to obey mask rules, that other adult's going to like go in the bathroom and be like, F you, I'm doing what I want. Because yep. we know better. Right. We know better than to listen to people. We know that they're flawed. You know who doesn't know that they're flawed? Kids, kids, kids will be the only people that actually obey these stupid rules because adults are telling them to, and they're dumb enough to trust adults. Yeah, Uh, it's, it's so true. I actually don't mean dumb. I just mean they're supposed to, you know, I do have a video, not a video, an audio of this project Veritas leak. Let's listen to it real quick. And then we'll get into what the NBA is discussing because COVID, if you remember, the lockdowns of COVID started with the NBA. And man, could it possibly end with the NBA? Uh, let's listen to Project Veritas leak of these, the scientists and also one of the workers for Johnson & Johnson talking about the vaccine. Okay. Would you get them vaccinated? I don't think they need it. Uh, the audio is pretty rough there. But right away he said, I don't think they need it. Um, and then it goes on to say, actually, no, I would not. I would ne- not let my children take this shot. And what's crazy is this is what they're pushing. In California right now, they are pushing to get the vaccine into the arms of children as fast as they can. And Pfizer just put out a request, hey, we want FDA approval to put these shots in children. Ross, 
I'm trying to get, I, I'm trying to figure out the common sense here, the logical sense of why, where is the science and is there science? I mean, am I, am I, am I having a blind spot here? Is there science and data to show and to back up to say that children need to have a vaccine because their lives are at threat? No, no, uh, yeah, there's, no, there's... no. Any, any comparison of probably four other diseases, RSV, flu, you know, a couple other ones, uh, in comparison to how damaging it is to children is worse. Yeah. And, and we never cared about this before. If, if anything, if you want to admit to it and say that the reason we're doing it is because it's supposed to protect parents, well, then go ahead and say that. Our kids need to suffer and bear the brunt for our weak immune system, so therefore we make them do this. If you want to be the person that says that, go ahead and say it. But I think that if you did say that, everybody's response would appropriately be, well, I don't really want to do that to kids. And yeah. you know what? I think I'll risk myself getting it rather than ruining their childhood. And so that's my thoughts on this entire thing is that you, you, you know, that's – dude, in Chesapeake, in public schools where I went and spoke the other day, they have zero COVID deaths from, yeah. from anybody 19 and under for the entire time of COVID, but they're making all kids in Chesapeake Public Schools mask. And I'm like, this, this can't be for the kids. No. It can't be. So who's it for? Yeah. You know, and if, if it's for the adults, like which adults agreed to that? Which adults have thought through the process of, I want them to be uncomfortable for my safety? Like which adults decided that? And then we should have a talk with those adults because like let kids be kids has been a thing everybody's been saying for a long time, whether they're tearing up your yard, playing football or whether they're sc scratching up the stairs, skateboarding on it. Don't bother them, man. Let kids be kids because you know what it's like after you hit 20. Everything just goes, oh, obligations everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's like, let I kids just, be I, kids. I don't get the logical sense. Like even for these politicians, do they not know that Majority of the country does not want mandates. Or they do not think that their children need these jabs. It's just bad. It's bad politics in general, which I'm excited we're going to have Maggie on here in a little bit. Well, kind of. It's kind of bad. It's kind, But it's smart. It's fear-driven politics, right? Not freedom-driven politics. It's There's more threat of the whip if you enforce something that makes any potential chance of harm hitting the kids. But they don't register how much harm comes from the other side at all. And, and, and base it off because what, what I'm seeing in these school board meetings, Jordan, is there is litigation that is being threatened every single time from the left. Everybody that goes in to talk to these the school boards, they'll go, you better do the right thing. And y'all know what the right thing is. Mm -hmm. And we've got lawyers ready for the minute that one of these kids gets COVID, which of course is going to happen at some point. But just even the threat of that to school board people, the fear of that yep. makes them go, oh, God, they're going to. They're going to tear down my house. You know what I'm Literally. saying? It's a mob. And so the other side gets up there and goes, but y'all don't realize the damage that you're already doing right now. Do you, do you realize how important uh, nonverbal, you know, 90% of communication is nonverbal. You're taking away the ability for them to read body language, for them to hear tone, for them to uh, recognize em uh, emoting Emotion. from somebody yeah. that they're trying to understand. You've got all these issues, but you, but, but our threats don't matter to them because we're not the irrational ones going, Oh, you want to, you want to put mass on my kid? Get ready. We're burning down your house because that's basically <laughs> what the other side's saying. And if we walked up there and said that shit, they would be like, Oh God, we're so afraid of these people. And I'm like, dude, maybe we should tell them this, even if we don't plan to ever, cause I would never do anything illegal CIA and the FBI who are listening. I would never do that. But what I am saying is that. I, it just seems like that's what's happening everywhere with politicians. With, well, January with 6th is a perfect example of that. 
We right. had an insurrection with what guns? With with right. what weapons? I mean, oh, that's that's a whole who they, who they capture? Right. Who they exactly. take? What when were they, their what were their demands? When Nancy Pelosi was like when when they were doing their whole session and they're about to sort of like when the, when they when the warnings came out like we have to you know uh, we have to get, clear out the room and she's just like putting her papers over and she's like slowly walking she's having a conversation she knew oh yeah she knew anyways um real quick before we we got about seven more minutes before we bring maggie in because i'm i'm so excited for to have maggie on because well she's just stirring shit up everywhere yeah (laughs) she is (laughs) maggie's the giant necessary pot stirrer right now going this isn't working (laughs) last night when when we yesterday we posted we're having uh, Maggie on for the for the Instagram live. I had never gotten so many messages and so many comments on like you're bringing the Trump hater on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up! Like the fact that oh, so we're now we're the intolerant ones, and you can't right you can't, I can't tolerate to... somebody saying that Grandpa Moderna is talking it didn't help with certain things. Like right. come on, <laughs> like dog, operation like, look, we're. I, we're... Like, dog, I voted for Trump with my whole heart, bro. Yep. And I would vote for Trump again right now if I had to, but... Had to? Like, I, I would... Volu- I, I prayed... I hope he runs again. Like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm saying, one of the I'm biggest saying, Trump fans ever. But the fact yeah. that we can't have a conversation with someone because they critiqued, uh, uh, you know, one of our political heroes, that's not here anymore. They're not... He's not here. Anyways, we're, I'm sure we can talk about <clears throat> right, that. Right, no. And that's the thing. I was going to say that, I, I, you know, I vote for Trump. I, I would vote for Trump again right now. But I would want to hear him condemn mandates outright in every single way that he possibly could, even yeah. though he already pretty much has. You get what I'm saying? But I want he's, to hear, he's, I want to like, hear he's dipping. He's dipping his toes in the water, bro. I want you to jump in. Like I don't understand. It's the best political move he could ever make. If he came out and was like, "Screw the mandates, screw the boosters," he's already said it, but he's like said it like very passively. I want him to come out strong about it because it's maybe the he's number. waiting. Maybe he's waiting to have like an, cause you know, like it's all about it's, momentum. It's all about the surge. Like imagine it's two days before an election or something. And he goes, no mandates ever again. And then everybody who was shut up the whole time will be like, <gasps> I know I which was, way I'm voting. I mean, bro, bro, I was at his rally in uh, Sarasota. He got booed at, which just shows that we're not this Trump cult Good. that everyone says that we are. We don't just align with our political hero. Like the fact, keep them, keep them pitchforks sharp. They should be on edge, man. Every politician should be on edge. Exactly. Espe- you know, maybe 30 years in the future when we redo everything and everything's back to the way it should be, we might not have to have sharp uh, pitchforks. We might be a little bit dull, but yep. right now your pitchforks can be as sharp as hell. Cause the whole thing deserves to be flushed. Yes. Right now. Um, you know, we're not, we're going to skip the NBA cause I want to make sure we get to Maggie, but I want to share one thing before we bring yeah, give me the in. nugget on the NBA, man. Give me some hope. All right. Well, on the NBA, we got right now, the NBA is freaking out. And the reason why is because a lot of their big players are not getting vaccinated. So you have, you have, a uh, uh, the San Francisco, well, the Golden State Warriors, you have the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, a lot of these teams, they are, they have vaccine mandates so now their own basketball players cannot play at their own home games unless they get vaccinated 50 percent of your games are at home so you have these players that have million multi-million dollar contracts right 20 30 million dollars a year right and they're now going to lose 50 percent of that 
Um, and then on top of that, their team and their franchise is not going to have some of their best players. So Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins, two basketball players, came out super strong this past week. And because of that, uh, many are now starting to speak out. So I want to actually, I want to, I'll play two quick uh, clips. One, yeah, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Isaac. This is, he's on the Atlanta How good Magic. is this guy? Give me, give me 10 years ago NBA. What is, oh, how he's, good is this he's, guy? He's been in the league for two or three years. He's a, one of the upcoming players. But Jonathan Isaac, and I'm just going to – it's a minute and a half, but I'm going to just play the first 10 seconds because I want you to listen to what he's going to say, and it's common sense. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID. <laughs> That's all we need to hear. I will start with I had COVID. And then he goes into natural immunity. Natural, natural yep. immunity, which and we read. How do they judge it and all that? Yeah. Correct, which we read this last week from the CDC government website. Active immunity is results when exposure to a disease and organi organism triggers the immune system to produce antibodies. Either, and long story short, you have either way an immune person comes in contact with this disease in the future, their immune system from the antibodies will recognize and immediately produce the antibodies it needs to fight the disease. And active immunity is long lasting and sometimes life long, straight from the CDC website. And this is what players are starting to say. Brandon Beal, one incredible, one of the top players in the East. This is what he had to say. He's, this all came out yesterday. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? <laughs> if that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from. Like, that's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID. Right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaccinated? He's talking to the press right assume, now. Right? So... You all can still get COVID, right? <laughs> you all can still get COVID, right? Okay, but you can still get COVID. Right. So, Silence and you by can the still press. pass it along with the vaccine. Right? You can still pass it along, right? I'm, not asking, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I mean, that's all. I mean, again, he goes into yeah. more. Yeah. He's, he was like, dropping thing, red pills. And, and the reason it matters is because... The reason you're making everybody do it is because you're saying it's for everybody else's safety who might contract it, but it's like, dog, you can still spread it and can get it. It just helps you. The only reason you get a vaccine is to help you. And if you're going to say it's, it's about not overwhelming the hospital systems by bad symptoms or whatever, well, then why are you getting rid of 20 to 30% of the entire hospitalization staff of New York? You know what I mean? Yep. So, nah, dog, I'm not about it. Just, look, at, at some point, you just have to be like, this is stupid and not do those stupid things. Yep. Yep. This is where we're at. We're at. We are now at the place where, I mean, I read this article a little bit ago, BLM taking the streets to protest mandates. We are living in What's a world. What's that about? What's that about? Do you well, know? BL is, that, is that the legitimate BLM or is that like an yeah, offshoot BL of BLM? No, BLM chapter leaders within specific cities, Brooklyn, New York, uh, specifically the New York one, the head, um, the head BLM chapter founder of BLM, he came out strong and they're taking the streets and they said that they will pay and they will be hit in the streets if they do not release these mandates because 65, 70% of black New Yorkers are not vaccinated, which means they cannot go in coffee shops, they can't go to the grocery store, they can't go into restaurants and bars. This is what is happening, and it's a, it's a clown world. 
Um, I never thought in seven months Joe Biden would actually unify America first and BLM to actually take the streets together and protest medical freedom. This Bro, is the world I'm, we're living I'm, in. I'm so impressed. Congrat, Biden, you son of a bitch. You did it. You, you know, slow it. clap, slow clap, Biden. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, what would that look like? Imagine you walking next to an actual BLM dude and just trying to have a normal conversation down the street. And he'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, I got that truck from my dad. And he just whispers something about like, yeah, it's probably because of white privilege. And you're like, nah, it's not. He was actually um, Argentinian. We're about, to bring anyway. Ma- we're about to bring Maggie in here uh, in about one minute. So, Ross, do you have your, your numbers for the – the Arizona audit. Do you, do you have the numbers off? Uh, off the not, top of my head, I'll know them. Some okay. Because we'll, we'll get into some of that. Um, I'm really excited because we're going to bring Maggie here. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan's rushing the broadcast, guys, because he wants Maggie in so bad. Yeah, because so we got don't – yeah, af- Don't be offended that he's not entertained by what I'm saying. He is. He's just trying to <laughs> orchestrate the whole thing like a DJ. So it's okay. Jordan, I'm not mad at you. And the people who are also <laughs> listening are not mad at you that wanted to hear my rants. And so just don't even worry about that. Just I know. Yeah, it's, it's not Maggie's about you, Ross. It's, it's not about – But, yo, one thing about Maggie is her hair is always fire. <laughs> always fire. Her, her hair is fire. Let's uh, – real quick, so – we're going to bring Maggie in and I'm going to, Fox this is, I did a Fox poll. City. I did a, before we, we, before we introduce her, I did a poll yesterday and this is why I wanted to have her on. I did a poll on my Instagram, 2000 people voted in this poll. And my question was, will the Arizona audit produce positive, real positive change? Will it produce a, a bill? Will it produce one of two things? Oh, actually I said one of two things, a decertification or a new election integrity bill. Out of the 2,000 voters, 82% said nothing will happen. 82% of these 2,000 voters are saying, basically, the republic is dead. And, and Maggie's been preaching this for a while. Maggie's been, you know, this is, me and Maggie, we've had these conversations. I would say she's... When the, the conversation, I'm like, man, she's like fully blackpilled. I'm like, I'm holding on until 2022. Uh, but real quick, I'm going to introduce Maggie. Maggie's a filmmaker, journalist, political activist. Uh, she's from San Francisco. And uh, she, I mean, she's had a ton of conservative viral videos, 200 million views. Her work's been featured in Fox, The Blaze, OAN, Newsmax, The Epoch Times, you name it. She's been there. And she's recently moved to Arizona, which is her favorite state, where she's committed to exposing the uni party and restoring constitutional conservatism through her work and with the Patriot Party of Arizona. Uh, Maggie, it's so Phew. good to have you on Welcome, the podcast. Maggie. Well, thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. Uh, it's awesome. So you, you just heard the poll. I mean, you just heard the poll that I just said. You have 82% of 2,000 people. I mean, what is that? What is that math? Probably... 16, 1700 of 2000 people are saying nothing will happen. Ross has been on the nothing will happen train. I've been more on the, I think something is going to happen. But when I had a conversation with you yesterday, I'm like, oh shoot, this is not good. This is not looking good unless we have some, we have one of two quick solutions. So, and the the correct answer is you should prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So whatever the option is that makes you get off your butt now is the better option of how to respond. Go ahead, right. Maggie. You're exactly correct, Ross. We have to prepare as if worst case scenario because that's kind of what we're facing, right? Like several years ago, I don't think any American would have 
would have anticipated what we've seen over the past 18 months with the medical tyranny uh, and just our government completely out of control. So we have to proceed as if worst case scenario, which is basically what we're up against. Um, a lot of people have been expecting this audit to lead to something tremendous in terms of thinking that Trump is going to be back in office yeah. or there's going to be a decertification of the 2020 election and all of this is going to go away and it's all going to be okay. And I hate to tell you, but it's <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, a, a rainbow, happy fairy tale ending here. Uh, I have been saying this from the beginning, that the Arizona audit is a distraction and basically it's being used to distract the public and to just sort of kick the can down the road and run out the clock so that actual uh, election integrity laws are not going to be passed in time prior to the 2022 midterms. I've been saying this for months and it looks like that's actually what is panning out right now. So it, it's pretty crazy to me that an audit, which was supposed to take 30 days, right. has now taken over seven months. Um, We've got the results of the audit generally. However, the uh, routers still have not, you know, they, they were subpoenaed by the Arizona yep. State Senate from the Board of Supervisors of Maricopa <laughs> County. But uh, now they're going to have to probably go through a similar kind of process of auditing these routers. Another uh, process. Another process. So it, it just and keeps getting got shut dragged down too. out. Yes. And it just keeps getting dragged out and dragged out. And the reality is, is we all know that there was fraud that happened in the 2020 election. Like anyone who has been paying attention at all can see it very clearly. There's been multiple reports like the Navarro report, which came out, uh, I think, mm -hmm. in December, which outlined the ways that they used the mail-in ballots and um, and some of these other mechanisms to, you know, perpetuate the fraud in the six battleground states. So... You know, we don't need this massive, tremendous, you know, multi-million dollar distraction of an audit that's been dragged out this whole time to to understand what needs to be fixed. We know that the mail-in ballots are a problem. We know that machines connected to the Internet are a problem. So why are our lawmakers, our Republican lawmakers, uh, not presenting a, sort of a bill to reform these problems with our elections? Uh, it's deeply concerning, and it seems to me like it's a massive grift. Um, so I, so I don't know what, how what deep is, you want to get into this. No, yeah, no, well, well, we, have, we have time. So what does it matter? Let's say someone's like, okay, Maggie, but let's say, why is it a, why is it a big deal, or why can't we wait till next year? Why do we have to figure this out now? Why, why, or why are the Republicans maybe running out the clock? Is there, um, if they pass this bill six months from now or early next year before the following November, are, will will and they, let's say they pass election integrity bill early next year, and they're like, we need to wait another six or seven months. Will the will this bill be implemented in the primaries? No, it won't. And uh, you know, it's really infuriating because what a lot of people don't understand, and so many people that are saying, oh, we just have to understand what happened on November third before we can do anything. Look, I, I'm all for getting to the bottom of what happened. I'm all for holding people accountable. I would love to see some arrests happen. However, yeah. the reality is, is that we can walk and chew gum at the same time, and we need to get election reform done 
we needed to actually get it done last session, but we need to actually get it done now. And what most people don't understand is that in Arizona, we have um, the, the state body, the House and the, the Senate, they meet for a half-year term. They don't. They aren't in session full-time. So they meet for the first half of the year, from January until they wrap things up, usually May or June. And uh, any new laws, they have a 90-day cooling-off period. So nothing will take effect until 90 days after the close of session. So let's say session goes until June next year, and then there's a 90-day cooling-off period. Well, in Arizona, we have a an August primary and then the general election, which happens in November. So basically, they're not going to... Uh, they're not going to be able to put anything into law prior to the midterm uh, primary, but then they're basically not going to, they're going to find an excuse because they're not going to bring in a whole new system for the general election. So again, mm. this is a way of just dragging things out and ensuring that no election reform happens prior to the midterm. And people don't realize just how bad this is because if we don't have election reform, we will lose this state to the Democrat Party, they will seize control, they will win a majority, and then what's going to happen is they're going to cement these uh, these mail-in ballots, they're going to cement these, uh, these different election laws, which will allow them to perpetuate this fraud indefinitely, and we're basically going to watch Arizona go the wayside the same way that California, you know, now has a supermajority of Democrats, and Gavin Newsom has now made mail-in ballots permanent for elections in California, which will just allow elections to be stolen forever. So the fact that we've now dragged this out so long with this distraction of trying to get to the bottom of November 3rd is, I mean, honestly, that's why I say it's a grift. That's why I say that it's a distraction from actually taking any kind of meaningful change. So what we're doing here in Arizona is we are putting as much pressure as possible on Doug Ducey, our governor, to open a special session as soon as possible so that we can get the state body, so we can get those senators and get those House representatives back in session so that they can address the medical tyranny, which is coming down from the Biden regime, and so that they can also address election reform now, because that we need it to happen now. Otherwise, now. it's not going to take effect right. prior to the midterms. So you're, you're telling me, I just want to make sure I'm understanding this. You're saying that this audit just happened. The whole world and the country has been looking at Arizona as the leader for this audit. What happened in 2020? Which is good because they revealed a lot of the bad well, stuff. Yes, about things. but listen, hold just on. Just took them 12 years. Georgia passed at least some type of bill where you were they drop boxes and you know regardless whether it was as much as it should have been or not. At least Georgia passed a bill. Has has Arizona at all passed anything? They have not passed any kind of meaningful reform, which is going to fix the problems here. And just to address uh, what Georgia did, I don't think that the—I actually think what Georgia did is just a big— um, Look, what, a lot of times what these Republicans do is they pass something which appeases people with a headline. But when you actually get right. into the weeds of it, it doesn't go nearly far enough. I mean, if anything, they actually extended opportunities for, to perpetuate fraud, right? You've gotten more drop boxes. You've got, uh, you know, multiple weeks of voting. This is this is not going to help actually secure our elections. And this is the kind of thing that we see happening here in Arizona. At least they have voter ID. That's the one thing I was like, okay. Or did they? They, I think, believe they added voted ID, like it was, it had to happen. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. So my main thing then, okay, so let's just talk about, God, actually, I don't even know this when it comes to Georgia. 
Arizona, they're using the same machine. So if if nothing happens, are they using the same machines as they use on November 3rd, 2020? Yeah, they are. They are still using machines connected to the internet. They aren't using the exact same machines, but they ordered new machines to replace those machines. So, you know, it's like I, I we recently had a um a, a it's like gambling. It's like gambling at the casinos. When you get to the machines, you just know, you know <laughs> that it's deciding whether or not you make money every time you push a slot for a penny or whatever. Right. You just know. That's why, like, guys, it's the same thing. Like, machines can be machines, dog. Like, I don't understand why everybody's so confused about this. Yeah, and, and I mean, the reality is is that so many people have lost faith in our elections. Why can't we go back to an old system of paper ballots with machines that aren't connected to the Internet? Yep. Uh, and, and also one day of voting so that you don't have uh, just weeks and weeks where an opportunity for fraud to occur. So, you know, it seems like it's a pretty pretty straightforward thing here uh, in Arizona the Patriot Party of Arizona we've presented a you know an outline for the kind of legislation that we would like to see passed which would be a one day one vote on paper in person no machines common uh, sense you know just common sense election reform and it it seems like you know the general public agrees with this they don't want to be voting on these machines they don't want to have ballots sent to every single person who's lived here in the past X number of years Years. Yeah. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk of, oh, well, we cleaned up the voter rolls, but there's still a tremendous amount of ballots that are going out that, you know, we can't verify whether or not people are still living here, uh, whether they're still alive. I mean, there's just ballots going out left, right and center. And, you know, and the justification for all this, the justification for all of it was COVID. It was because everybody's afraid, but everybody is going their sweet ass to Walmart every other day now as if it's not a big deal. And if you can do anything, you can still go and vote. It's not more dangerous than all the bank and all the other places that you definitely go. So that's, that's the whole thing. There's, there's a lapse between what people would actually want if they understood it and then what's actually occurring. And I feel like that divide, which is basically what you're saying, Maggie, is that that divide is is getting worse, and if we don't try to remedy it now, we might not be able to. And where well, the, and the reality and is, is California's been doing the mail-in ballots for years, and mm -hmm. I mean, they, I, I feel like California they test drive what they want to roll out for the rest of the country, right? Like I lived in San Francisco, and I can tell you that the Democrat Party uses San Francisco as their blueprint for the rest of America. They're trying the policies there that they want to roll out elsewhere, and we saw that happen with so many things that they test drove in San Francisco. That then eventually spread to the rest of California. And now the Democrat Party wants to use what is working for them in California. They want to implement that in great states like Arizona so that they can run their their fraud, so that they can, you know, basically steal these elections and install these communists. Uh, and that's what we see happening here. There was no there's no reason why Every single person in Arizona should be mailed a ballot. Now, if you have a legitimate reason or you're a legitimate absentee voter absentee. And, and you want to request an absentee ballot and you want to go through that process, of course. That's something that has existed for a long time. That's something that has a, an ability to be verified. But just sending out ballots to millions of people, it, it's lunacy. Um, so what's also crazy, too, is it wasn't Democrats that put these these corruptible voting laws into effect. It's 
it's Republicans. This state is controlled by Republicans. So you have to sort of look at the leadership, look at Doug Ducey, and look at the people that are in charge and ask, why are they trying to create a system which is so easy for fraud to be perpetrated? So you have to basically start to question the Republican Party, which is what we've been doing, and it's what we've been exposing here, which is the fact that the Democrat Party and the Republican Party in Arizona are working hand in hand, and they're working to actually rig elections here in Arizona. Um, you know, they rigged the primary last August. Now, Republican primary wasn't rigged by Democrats. It was rigged by Republicans. Uh -huh. So when you start to realize... Tell me about Repu that. What do you mean? Who, what, what was the primary that they rigged? So they, they've rigged a handful of them, but specifically, Daniel McCarthy had his primary stolen from him. So there were two candidates on the ballot uh, in the primary. So keep in mind, everybody else stayed off, the, off of that, out of that race, right? There were only two candidates. It was Martha McSally, who's basically a, a do-nothing terrible candidate Who lost she she lost to Kristen Cinema and then she basically didn't even win that seat she was the the incumbent but literally she was appointed by Doug Ducey to replace John McCain when John McCain passed away so you've got this woman who's basically just loathed by everyone here i mean she's literally a terrible rhino republican and you know Daniel McCarthy ran against her and it was a, i mean honestly the polling was it was very clear that Daniel McCarthy, that basically virtually any Republican who went up against this woman was going to win, was going to beat her because she was just completely disliked by the general population. Um, but anyway, so the primary comes around and lo and behold, uh, the establishment candidate, this horrible candidate, Martha McSally, wins despite all of the exit polling, despite all of the numbers in favor of Daniel McCarthy. Martha McSally wins very strange right so uh anyway the whole their campaign knew that she did not win and they were sitting there saying look fraud has occurred they have rigged this system and they started getting into the weeds on it and all and so basically there were many candidates here who started yelling hey there was fraud that occurred in my primary they are going to use this same system to steal it from donald trump in november uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with dr shiva but he was one of the yeah. main voices that was out there who was saying this after his primary was stolen as well hey my primary was stolen watch out watch out what they're going to do in the general election and it's really funny because it seems like the Trump campaign knew that fraud was going to occur. I mean, how many times did Donald Trump say, oh, I hope they don't steal it with a bunch of mail-in ballots at 3 a.m. in the morning? I mean, he kept warning us. He kept saying these things, and yet no action was taken prior to the general election. And then when it was stolen, it's sort of like everyone's sitting around like, oh, my gosh, well, we all kind of knew that was going to happen. I mean, right. literally, I was warning about this at the start of COVID. So, I mean, it was April of last year, and I was sitting around saying, they're going to use this excuse of this pandemic to steal the election from Donald Trump the same way that they did in California with these mail-in ballots. I could see it clear as day. And so when it actually happened to candidates in the primary, uh, it's sort of like, did we really not expect this to happen? So they've been using these same systems, the ones that they laid out in California, to rig elections in other parts of the country now. So, I mean, basically it's infuriating too because we're all sitting here like, well, 
how is it that Republican primaries are getting stolen? They're not getting stolen by Democrats. They're getting stolen by corrupt, crooked establishment Republicans who want to put their people in. And in, in the case of Martha McSally, I believe that she was put up to lose so that a Democrat would win, right? Because this was such a hated Republican candidate. She didn't legitimately win her primary. The, the establishment chose her. So why do they choose people like this? It's to give you this illusion, this political theater, and to give an excuse for why Mark Kelly, a communist Democrat, won that seat in Arizona, one of the reddest states in the country. How is that even possible? Wow. Right? But it gives you the illusion of reality, right? Because Mark Kelly well, was would like, not have like won. It was like Mitt Romney. It was like Mitt Romney and Obama, right? It was like this is a fake contest. We, it's like basically they put up their D player knowing that all of the people won't care because it's not our LeBron James. It's it's like a guy who's on the bench, you know, like like John McCain. That you know, yeah, and yeah. Like both of them, both of them were just total dud of Republican you candidates. Think about that. I didn't think about that. Comparatively, in two elections in a row, the Republican Party put up two freaking duds. Mega, not but not just duds. They were the opposition of Donald Trump in the, or not, not even say Donald yes. Trump, the America yes. first, yes. Um, you know, message. They were and the opposition are. and still are. Yeah. And, and now it's so fu funny that we're talking about Arizona and what state was John McCain a senator of? Arizona. And now you have, I mean, so would you say, Maggie, that these, I mean, when you say uni party, I know. I think I know what you mean. But when you say Union Party and these Republicans, they're the ones that let this thing steal. Take away an R and take away the D, the Republican and Democrat logo or brand, and you're saying that these are all—they're all on this, literally on the same team, and and they are organizing this entire thing together. They are the the high level leadership within the Republican Party is literally collaborating with the Democrat Party, and they are attempting to systematically move this state into communism. They want to move the whole country into communism. We see, like, basically, the Republican Party has been corrupted, like, all the way through and through. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't great Republican uh, candidates. I'm not saying there aren't great uh, Republicans who are in office, but I would say the vast majority of Republicans right. are either very weak, very spineless people, or they're corrupted by the machine and they're owned, right? So they basically are, they're vying for the exact same policies and moving us in the same direction as the Democrat Party. But they give you this illusion of a two-party system. They're giving you the illusion that you have choice. But the reality is, is that under the Republican Party, which has done nothing to resist these medical mandates, we've seen our country go basically move into medical tyranny. And who was, I mean, you guys were talking about it before I came on. I mean, Grandpa Moderna, Donald Trump, basically was the one that helped to usher all of this in. So, you know, for me, I can't give him my support anymore. I mean, if you, I mean, the country basically fell into communism on his watch because he did nothing to prevent election fraud from happening. I mean, literally the guy won in an overwhelming landslide. He's the most popular president of all time, and yet he lost his reelection. <sighs> and we also moved into medical tyranny because of Operation Warp Speed. Now, Trump can try to say, oh, I'm against the medical mandates, all, all you know, whatever. It's not enough. He has to come out and say no more. He has to get his people together and organize. If Donald Trump wanted to actually get people out on the streets and saying we cannot have this in America, I mean, he we've got 
Yeah, yeah, he could he could get the people out there, so and yet true. he's not doing that. Why is it that literally our our, our armed servicemen and women are are, are military? Arrested. They're they're literally they're being dishonorably discharged if they do not take this experimental gene therapy that's being forced on them. So think about that. If if you are uh, regularly discharged, you still receive your benefits. If you're dishonorably discharged, that's Wild. like the worst thing that can happen to you because you might have given two decades of your life to this country, and all of a sudden you're not going to receive any benefits. Uh, from because of that, I mean, this yeah, is you have this to is show for it. this is lunacy. This is insanity. Yeah, it um, is. And I mean, here's the thing. It is. Again, and, Trump, and Trump should come out and say something about that. To be honest, and you know, yeah, I, here's here's kind of where I stand on it. And I go, look, Trump was the Trump was the best option. I even liked him. I liked that he slapped around those jokers and made them look as stupid as they have made themselves to be. But when you say a phrase like. If Biden wins, China will control our country and will ruin our entire constitution and the Bill of Rights. When you say that sentence out loud and then don't put something into play that since you knew that that was happening and said that that's what happened, didn't your oath get violated that you took to the country when you said I'll protect it and then like didn't, you know, in that way? Now, here's what I'll say. Uh, well, I, I would say that I mean, I'm still I, voting Trump. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still voting Trump. But kind of on that note, I mean, Donald Trump also said we will never be a socialist country. America will never be a socialist country. And then in his recent rally speech out here, which was a um, he came down to Phoenix and did a rally for our elections, which was ridiculous because literally it was just a bunch of candidates getting up there making stump speeches and I'm sitting here scratching my head like well wait a sec elections aren't real but all of these candidates are telling you to vote for them but anyway I digress Donald Trump said in his speech that day he said and I quote like it or not we are becoming a communist country and just that line alone was so disgusting to me because I'm sitting here like that's not how a leader speaks. That's not how a leader leads this country. And to me, Donald Trump, um, you know, if you if you're if you're the CEO of a company and that company uh, fails and you were the CEO at the time, I'm sorry, you don't blame low level middle management employees. You blame the CEO. That is the person to take the fall. And that person doesn't get rehired to be the CEO of the of of basically that company again. I'm sorry, it's done. Yeah, but the, I feel so, like the difference is is that he understood that there was 16 people at this multi-billion dollar company that were like totally trying to mess up the company and it turns out 85% of the company was actually against him fixing the company. All right, fair enough. So then why is he now out endorsing those same 16 people who betrayed him and ushered uh, and pushed us into communism. Donald Trump is now endorsing the establishment. Every single, I'm sorry to right, make but, this about but, Trump. But if the establishment is going to have to come back, wouldn't he have to go, okay, if I, if I try to cut off these people from being in their position, what I would have to deal with in their place is a significantly worse demon, and I don't no, want to have to deal with that. No, I don't think that. so. Why? Why are you, didn't he endorse about, MAGA candidates? Like, you, why oh, so didn't you're, you're, you're he? Why didn't he endorse Martha McSally? No, I'm not just talking about primaries. I'm also talking about the state GOP chairs. So you look at like mm. Dr. Kelly Ward, establishment. I mean, literally, she's a big problem. You've got every single state chair across the country that Donald Trump has endorsed. He was he, he was either told to endorse by the corrupt Republican establishment, or he's just making these endorsements. 
endorsements. But I can tell you, you can go down the list. He is but not endorsing think, MAGA candidates, nor has do th- he. Do you think this is bad? Ad- he's getting bad advice in his. Well, ear? then fire the people that are giving you bad advice. I'm sorry. Why is he still? Why is he still have Jason Miller squawking in his ear? I mean, I, I, I again. Why are we still putting this guy on a pedestal and lifting him up as the leader of the movement? I, Hold on, I, I'm so sorry. What's, what's, what's wrong with Jason Miller? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Do you really want me to go <laughs> into how it? Much, how much do you like China? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I Jason just, Miller's just a problem. The bear. Just Jason <laughs> Miller's a problem. And, um, you know, Jason Miller was a senior advisor to Donald Trump, and he gave Donald Trump a ton of bad advice. Throughout his time advising him, uh, one of the things that Donald Trump had wanted to do was to start a patriot party, which I thought uh, would have been brilliant. Could you imagine? Um, I mean, honestly, if Donald Trump had started a patriot party, I would have said, this is it. This is what we are doing. Um, I don't think it would have worked. I think I, I think I think work. I think 60 percent of the conservatives would have gone for it. And the other 40 percent would be like, that seems a little bit whatever. And then every media outlet ever would have been like, oh, great. The Nazis formed a party now, guys. And yeah. it would it would have directed the hate at all and onto the Patriot Party. Well, I, and and I feel like the wussy Republicans who didn't come to the Patriot Party would end up agreeing with those wussies on the other side. And they, and exactly. they would have worked somehow. But well, then but then the it, Civil honestly, War would make sense when it but, shows up. But here's the thing. You would have had, I, I guarantee, you would have had 70 million people at least who, you know, because Donald Trump, I think, had closer to 80 million people vote for him. So you would have had at least 70 million of those people who were so pissed off at the Republican Party. They would have come over. They would have joined the Patriot Party. You would have picked up a ton of independents you, who are just disgusted by the two-party system. They're disgusted by the corruption uh, on the Democrat side. They're disgusted by the corruption on the Republican side. I think you would have picked up a bunch of Bernie bros. I think you would have picked up a, who just see how corrupt the Democrats are. You would have picked up a bunch of Democrats who are like, hey, I vote Democrat because I hate the Republican. But I I can't, you know, I don't know who else to vote for. I, I guarantee it would have been the largest movement uh, and, and a true return to just like getting our country back on track. Right. But instead, Donald Trump backed away from this idea because of Jason Miller's advice. And instead, Donald Trump comes out and says, no, I'm going to be working with the Republican Party and making endorsements. And he's been making hundreds of endorsements. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is not normal. Normally, presidents don't endorse like down ticket. They might make an endorsement for president, but they don't make down ticket endorsements across the board. I mean, literally, he's making endorsements of like, like sec- for secretary of state of states. He's making endorsements for GOP chairs. This is not normal. He's literally playing kingmaker, and it's not it's it's not normal. Like, and people are just trusting. Well, maybe that's a good thing. His though. advice. So you're- but like, so if you're Trump and you're trying to retain your throne in some particular type of way because you feel like the country needs to go a different direction, it's important for people what to What direction? Understand. I'm sorry, but like Donald, the direction that the country went under Donald Trump is far worse. I mean, Donald okay, Trump but left not, us in that's a not, worse that's not, entirely, that's not entirely fair because what Trump did before and what the hell's going on now are not the same dove. True, but the last year of his presidency was a mess. I mean, literally, he he started the lockdowns. He did Operation Warp. I, I, like, agree, I agree. Again, with you. I, I agree liked, with you. I liked a mess. lot of but what that, Trump but did. That's, but that wasn't that. him shitting. That wasn't him just shitting the bed, though. That was intentional people. Like I said, 85% of the company going, how do I bring this thing down right now? And I can't say. Now, I'm not saying Trump doesn't have some fault. I agree with you about a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, uh, I have to say that from he seems inconsistent in one or two things that seem to bug me. But for the most part, I'm, I still don't – I don't think that he's corrupt yet. 
I think that he's still doing what he should be. Now, and I think I think I think all the problems that we're even talking about right now has to do with bad advice. Regardless, you know. I mean, he knew though. You guys, he knew that the masks were were BS. He knew that that these um, you know very readily available therapeutic medications that he knew that they worked. He, I mean, he literally came out very early on and was like. You know, talking about HCQ, right. he was talking about these different drugs and, and different therapies that could help people. And then all of a sudden, he yeah. completely stops talking about that and is now 100% behind getting a, a vaccine, which is literally, it's not a vaccine, it's an experimental gene therapy. And now but it's I think that just comes down to bad advice. I think then, I, then he's got a he should have fully cleaned house. If Donald Trump had completely cleaned house, stop listening to all these clowns. Um, he is, he's listening to clowns who are telling him to, who to endorse. So if he just stopped doing all of that, I might I might have like some maybe ability to support him moving forward. But I mean, I, I can't. I mean, could, but could you imagine going through the pandemic of the last year and a half with a Democratic candidate or Mitt Romney. Imagine that Hillary, I mean, Hillary Clinton would have actually won, dog. Oh, my God, yeah. bro. To, yeah. I mean, to, we, to, people would be eating their babies in the streets right now by now. But I mean, with a communist, you know what you're going to get. I mean, we know basically what they're doing. The problem is, is that people still trust and love Donald Trump, but he's still selling them and telling millions of his followers to go out and take the vaccine. I don't think this thing is safe for people. I mean, literally, they're covering up the fact that tens of thousands of people are getting very, very sick. People are dying from this thing. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. And instead, it's being forced on millions of people because of the this basically this, this medical tyranny that has now taken over. And again, because these same Republicans who you know, should have stood up for us. They didn't. And they allowed this to happen. I mean, this these are people that Donald Trump endorsed. And now that he's continuing to endorse, these are people that certified a fraudulent election. So there was a um, an ability to not certify the election, you know, between November and January. And these people didn't take the, the constitutional roadmap, the ability to basically not put this guy in office. And now you've got the same people out here that are running this audit griff telling you they're going to decertify when they had the opportunity to not certify in the first place. And again, Donald Trump is the head of of everything at this point. That's just why yeah. I have issue with him, because the whole party's corrupt. Have you um, talked to him? Have I talked to Donald Trump? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we tried. We tried to have a conversation <laughs> with him when he came out here because he does. He has he has conversations. He has sit downs with some of his top supporters. I mean, we've got people out here who donated tens of thousands of dollars to his campaign. Uh, we have grassroots volunteers and activists who gave you know thousands of hours to helping him get elected in 2016. Um, but the, he won't meet with the Patriot Party to talk. He won't meet with the Patriot Party. No, dude, I'll fix it. Hang on. Yeah, give him a call. Let's talk to him. Because honestly, this, this all could have been this. sorted out. We gave Donald Trump an opportunity to address these concerns. He, you know, um, How amazing would it be to see a real journalist sit down with Donald Trump and, and actually ask him? Because if he right. could clear these things well, up, he, he, he I think he say, could earn back done? the support. And he could be like, look, they said this, they said this. And if I did this, they were going to pull this. And I was like, well, what's worse, the people losing this or getting? And I, at that point, Jason Miller told me this. So I said, that seems like a good idea for the time. It's the least amount of damage. Let's try to get it done. And then everybody could be like, all right, you know, yeah, you're yeah. right. A good, a good, a legitimate interrogatory, you know, interview would probably be good for, for, for Trump. Cause I do feel like he, uh, 
he kind of slithers away from certain things that he doesn't want to talk about right now, which is he fine. He could have cleared like, this whole thing up in probably a 30-minute interview. He, he could have cleared this whole thing up. Um, but he's not, and he's not taking any interviews anymore with with the other side. He's only taking friendly interviews at this point. So I kind of think people just need to just well, need to pay attention to who's doing what yeah. and what they're selling you because at this point both parties are pushing you into forced vaccines they're pushing you into medical tyranny uh, there is no resistance so you know I want to pivot and talk about the Patriot Party a little bit because this truly okay. is the solution now again you don't have to agree with me about Donald Trump but I think most people do agree that the Republican Party has completely failed us and and that's a, that's yes. just a fact like they well, that poll, literally that, are the that reason. Poll- the poll that we took earlier kind of mm-hmm. shows that they were 86 percent of people think that this audit is a nothing burger, which means they just they do not trust that the GOP will actually do something, which is what you're saying. So you guys have the Patriot Party and you guys you guys have some solutions that or very little a few solutions that we, we can uh, kind of put our hope into. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give us give it give us some of the goodies, Maggie, because I'm. I'm worn out right now. You know, I keep I keep hoping for good things. I'm going to these school board meetings and I'm watching what the Republican people are doing. And you, they're all rhinos like everybody's a rhino. And it's like, oh, man, this is not good that nobody even like when you tell the Constitution to some people, they're like, well, that's that's one way to and in, definitely interpret it. You're like, oh, my God, you know, like you don't even agree with like this, you know. So, yeah, what's what's the hope? What what hope are you seeing? I asked Jordan this when we and him talk to the day. So I want to hear from you. What's the top two things you're hopeful for? And if they fail, what are you hopeful for? So basically what. What we're doing out here with the Patriot Party of Arizona is we're starting a new party. It's we've been using the Patriot Party PAC to you know basically to uh, train activists to uh, take an, an activist approach to putting pressure on our state legislators to do the right thing. Um, you know, again, we were able to get the um, the ban on the masks done last year. We were able to do that. So we're able to do a a number of things. We actually had two bills that made it all the way to Doug Ducey's desk, which he vetoed, um, saying that for budgetary reasons, which is a joke. Um, But this is the kind of thing that we need to be doing. We need to be putting pressure on elected Republicans to get out there and to do the right thing. And currently, like like I said, right now we need a special session. So the Patriot Party of Arizona, we had a, we, there was a rally on Friday, and we basically called for a special session, and we're putting the pressure on um, elected representatives to make that happen. Um, do, you have a de- other- do you have a decent turnout? It was a decent turnout. I mean, it's honestly, I'm a little surprised that we don't have, you know, 100,000 people down there because it's sort of like, guys, this is the last thing. Like, basically, you're losing your freedom. You're being forced to put an experimental medication in your body. Where the heck are you? Uh, But, you know, again, um, it was a good turnout, but I expect there to be way more people out there who are who are ticked off about what's happening. Sorry, I don't mean to cut And and this is where I can I can see what Maggie's saying when it comes to Trump. Where if, if Trump said, believes what he said the other day where, you know, communism is taking over, if he really believes that, and I'm, I'm like, I'll vote for Trump in, in 2024. I'm, that's come, so the, just that laying that foundation. But Maggie, what Maggie is saying is very true because if, if he really believes that, why the hell is he not telling people to go after the same people that rigged his election? Ducey, 
Ducey certified the fraud. He was blasting Ducey all throughout from November 3rd all the way up to January 20th or whatever day they, they um, you know, if it, whatever, they certified it. He was blasting Ducey. Why is he, if, if there are laws that could actually end the mandates, he could call a special session that would basically fix what happened on November 3rd, 2024, 2022, and 2024. Why is he not holding up rallies and telling people to hit the streets? Because if he did what Maggie's saying is so true, I would be in the streets right now. I, I, I know hundreds of thousands of people all in every single city would show up for Donald Trump. He would. They would. Um, I mean, but- it's probably because Donald Trump's, I mean, likely controlled op at this point. I mean, think about it. He's just sort of this like, hey, everyone, just trust the plan. Just calm down. Everybody just sit back. You know, we're going to win it back in 2024. And meanwhile, we're losing the country because they are not going to do election reform and we are going to lose in the midterms. The Democrats are going to gain more control across this country. And it's because of the Republicans. So if Trump really wanted to be effective, he could be. He could go out and rally the people. He could get people out on the streets. But that's why I'm saying it's a distraction, right? It's a distraction from having a real uprising of, uh, you know, a return to constitutional conservatism, a return to, you know, like patriots really taking back this country and to throw the establishment out. And instead he's endorsing them. So that's all I'm saying with that. But, you know, again, I don't want to make everything about Trump because to me, I don't even care. Like at this point, the federal government's gone. Like we've lost, like there are communists installed like top down throughout the federal government. They're in the White House. Um, We've basically lost every single one of our agencies. Uh, Our our three-letter agencies are now completely corrupted with communism. Um, Every institution that you grew up believing in has been corrupted, right? From kindergarten all through, uh, you know, our, our higher level of education. Even the hospitals. Even the hospitals, even our military, even the Boy Scouts, um, even, you know, all the way down to just, you know, having two different genders of boy and girls, right? Like every single thing has been corrupted by Marxism infiltrating this country. We've got high level CCP who are literally working at corporations across America. So I don't really have time to play cute anymore and like laugh at Trump's cute jokes at a rally. Like I don't care anymore about Donald Trump. What I care about is saving the states because like right now you might actually have a chance to win back power at the local level. And that's what we have to do because the federal government is done. It's gone. It's dead. The Republic is dead. So what right now we have to focus on trying to save our states and we have a very limited time to be able to do that. So I, 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 again, I just, I don't care about rehashing issues with Donald Trump. I just don't so care So what's anymore. the hope, Maggie? So when you look at it, you go, what's the hope? I mean, the hope, the, hope, the hope is in the Patriot Party. I mean, honestly, there's a reason why I moved to Arizona when I heard about what they were doing down here. I mean, I had previously, I literally was working on War Room with Steve Bannon from November 3rd all the way through, I think, January 12th. I got, I, I was terrified by what was happening in Washington, D.C. And I said, I'm out of here. Literally, communism is coming into America. They are going to put this guy in and I need to be in a free state. And I wanted to be a part of the Patriot Party that Donald Trump had said he was going to start. 
support. I literally moved to West Palm Beach, Florida in January to be a part of that movement, to be a part of what Donald Trump said he was going to do. He, there was rumors that he was going to start Trump TV. There was a Patriot Party. There was, hey, we are going to literally go to war against the GOP and we are going to start something new and we're going to take our country back. And I was so excited about that. I wanted to be a part of it. And I was down there. I saw the parties at Mar-a-Lago. I saw, um, I literally was there when Donald Trump was meeting with Kevin McCarthy. I was one of six people having lunch outside on the patio. And I saw through, the, there's like a library bar. I could see them sitting there meeting. And their, their meeting lasted about 45 minutes. McCarthy got out of there. And it's like the next day, Donald Trump announces that he's not going to be doing a Patriot Party. He's going to be uh, working with the GOP. He's going to be endorsing these people. And it's just like, why, why is Donald Trump making deals with Kevin McCarthy? Why is he even sitting down with these people at this point, these people that just betrayed him? So again, though, I don't trust the establishment. I don't trust anyone who has uh, been a part of the federal government at this point. Like, they're done. So we just need to focus on the states. We need to reclaim power in the, in, at the local level. And the way that the Patriot Party is doing that, specifically right now, the most important thing is to secure our elections. Because if we don't have fair elections, literally freedom is dead. That's yeah. it. That's literally That's freedom true. is gone. Like, elections are what in what gives us our freedom so if we don't have fair elections i mean it's done communism has taken over right it already so, wins so we need the one day one vote on paper in person no machines legislation passed but again it's not going to get passed and get put into effect prior to the midterms so what we're doing is we're actually forming a new party the patriot party of arizona will become a party in the next couple months and what that allows us is that we will have access to the adjudication rooms because most people don't understand how elections work it's actually run by the parties so the republicans and the right. democrats they oversee the entire election process and they cherry pick individuals from the republican party and from the democrat party and that's who they allow into these adjudication rooms now right, if we adjudication have rooms that if, if there's a ballot that there seems to be some confusion about they get to decide who that person voted for or what they believe the ballot is telling them that's where they fix they, it it's in that right yeah. so that's, well, they're that's fixing the it in those rooms it. and basically what they do the way that we've sort of reverse engineered and we've sort of figured out the fraud, and this has been confirmed by teams like Rudy Giuliani's team, who confirmed that, yes, the primaries were stolen here in Arizona. They used the same systems to rig the elections then that they used in the general. So basically, they're coming up with a finalized outcome on these machines. They've already decided who they've already decided the winners and losers. And then they basically have to backfill that with a certain percentage of ballots, which get checked, right? So uh, I think I think I said yesterday it's what, it's 5%. I actually think with certain races, it's 1%. So they have to have 1% of the ballots that match the final outcome, right? So they this is how they're doing it. They're sifting through the ballots. And when you look at how these nights play out where they go very late into the night, it's usually because something happened and they have to sort out the ballots so that they have proof to basically confirm the fraud on the back end. So, you know, if we have access with our people inside of these adjudication rooms, and I guarantee you they're not going to be um, uh, people who are corruptible. They're going to be people like me. They're going to be people like Steve Daniels, who's the president of the Patriot Party. They're going to be people like Daniel McCarthy. They're going to be our hardcore activists who are sitting there who are not going to allow these uh, corrupt people from the Republican Party and the Democrat Party to get together and decide uh, which ballots are going to be um, 
to to are are basically going to be sorted through to justify right. their fraud. So right. we we need a party. That is what we are doing right here with the Patriot Party of Arizona. And here's just what's so crazy: you can get, just so you can get the access, tag that access. says you're allowed to come in the room. The access, exactly. And also too, it gives you political power to to argue against the Republican Party. Imagine all of a sudden we're like, hey, guys, we've got a party of people that is actually like really hardcore. Like, why don't you enter into negotiations with us? Like, why don't you talk to us? You know, like basically like it, 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 it's another tool to give you leverage against the GOP here. So again, we need a party. This is what we're doing. What's crazy is in the last couple of days, um, we've had some massive, literally some of the largest Republican donors in the country have reached out to us and they want to support the Patriot Party and they want to be involved with what they're, what we are doing because they see, hey, I've been giving a m bunch of money to the Republican Party, but just based on what I've been saying, it looks like they're not going to do anything towards election reform Gosh, prior to the midterms. So people are coming on board. They see that what we're doing is literally the only political solution to help save this country from communism. So people, if you're listening out there, you need to get involved. Again, you don't have to agree with me about Trump. You know, that's water under the bridge. It literally doesn't matter. What we have yeah, to do matter. is we have to restore our elections. And the way we do it is by basically getting access to these adjudication rooms. So if people are interested, I got to plug uh, the Patriot Party. They can go well, to stoptherhinos.com um, and they can Great print name. out, if they're in Arizona, they can print out our petition and help us collect signatures. We need, um, I think, 35,000 signatures. We're well on our way there, but we need more. So if you want to help volunteer and collect 10 or 50 or however many signatures you can get, just have your friends who are registered voters just sign just their name, right. their address, their signature, and mail that into us. And those signatures are going to uh, help us become an actual recognized party. So, so yeah. real quick, because we got about five, five to seven minutes left. Um, okay. So, I mean, Arizona has the Patriot Party. But all the other states don't. So, and you know the way the way that I look at the Republican Party. What, what's that parable of Jesus, where the wheat and the tares, and there's this basically there's this huge forest, or there's this this yeah this huge forest, and what 75 percent of this forest needs to be burned down to the ground, and we need to get rid of it, and then we need to focus on the 25 percent. I do believe there is really good America First candidates running within the Republican Party all over all over the nation. Yeah, um, sure. it's not something where it's like, and maybe that is. Trump's perspective. I mean, just throwing a, a, a bone on the other side. Maybe Trump's saying, "I don't want to burn the whole thing down instead of starting back up." Even though I agree with you, I think then maybe if he, he should. Maybe he, he should endorse freaking, those people. If he yeah. would, you're, true. If he would have started his own party, could you imagine? We wouldn't. Oh, anyways, I don't want to get back to Trump. But for people that are all, you know, they're in different states. How do they? How would you uh, recommend them or tell them to pressure their local politicians? One way that you guys did it, which is the, only, the main reason why we're talking right now, is I saw two different videos, one that you posted yesterday at the lunch, and then the other one from the day before with Wendy Rogers, um, where the head of the Patriot Party you know, was re secretly recording her, showing her a petition or a, a something to sign, saying basically call a special session because it's the only way and the only solution to actually um, change or make some changes for the 2022 um, primaries or the election. And she said no. And then I noticed the following day or two days later, she tweeted out, we need a special session, call a special session. So she, on the video two days before that, and, and the reason why is because she probably felt pressure the moment that video 
went viral. So what are, what are two ways, just two, or even one, one or two ways that someone that's not in Arizona, they don't have a Patriot Party, they, you can still check out StopTheRhinos.com um, .com or .org? StopTheRhinos.com. .com. For people that are outside of Arizona, what would you recommend they do to start pressuring their local politicians? Okay. The way that you pressure your local politicians, um, I mean, basically, you need to shame them. You need to put as much political pressure on them as possible. I love it. Um, <laughs> we've done things here in Arizona, like we have um, organized rallies outside of their or protests outside of their uh, businesses. We hand flyers to people going into their businesses and tell them what that politician is doing. We have a Republican here named T.J. Shope. Oof. He owns a, um, a grocery store, and he actually uh, stood in the way of our vaccine passport ban bill that we presented. He did not support it. He is in full support of vaccine passports. So what did we do? We had a protest outside of his business. We handed his customers flyers, letting them know that he believes that, you know, you have to show your papers in order to be able to go into a business. And that's that's crazy. So, of wow. course, a lot of he felt that political pressure. And we do this um, by basically saying what it is that we want. You know, we want a special session or we want a, a one day, one vote bill. And we go out and we we put these people on camera or we get them in writing or we get them however they can to either commit or not commit. And then we we blast that information out so that their constituents know, look, your your elected representative who might claim to be fighting for you and they might say the right thing on Twitter. But what are they actually doing? And you sort of look at it and you go, wow, there's a big disconnect here. So, again, the more that you can sort of shame them, put that political pressure on them, I love it. Um, get them to sign something here in Arizona. One thing that we're telling people to do is contact as many state representatives as possible. Um, call them email them if you can go down to the capitol know what they look like get them capture them on camera and demand them for a special session to address the medical tyranny from the biden regime and to address uh, election reform as soon as possible and capture them and and just basically put that pressure on them so the more that people can do that i mean it's it's highly effective we've seen it working here with the patriot party in arizona so that's that's basically the main thing people can do. And I also want to say that people should be supporting the Patriot Party of Arizona, because if what we are doing here can work, I guarantee this blueprint can be rolled out in your state. But we have to prove that our model works before other states should basically. Um, I mean, I think other states Adopted. should sort of lay the <clears throat> groundwork. But you want to see this succeed here, because if it can succeed here, yep. which is literally the most rhinos, most deep state, most corrupt, uh, basically Republicans in the country. John if McCain. We can take, That's all you got to say. <laughs> it's John McCain's, you know, it's it's his Republican his party out here. And we're not having it anymore because this is a red state and we're not going to see it fall to communism. So if what we do works here, I guarantee it can work in other states too. So people should support the Patriot Party of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like what you're doing is a lot. So we, be, I started something called citizens in force, which has gathered all the conservative groups in the area and uh, banded together basically to start making sure that we all have a, a, a one pipeline of information con con conducting all of us so we can actually affect change. And one of the things we're talking about is how can we do what you're talking about? And that is find what businesses these people are with, these school board people, not just, not just elected officials, but you get what I'm saying. So all yeah. over, we need to be doing this all over. Like the days of sitting on a couch and expecting the country to get better are, are four years old. 
Yep. Yeah. Call them out. Shame them publicly. D you know, demand answers from them. Why are these people forcing? We're not talking about tax cuts anymore. We don't have time to be polite anymore. These aren't uh, polite civil debates to have. We're talking about them literally putting a muzzle on your face. We're talking about them uh, forcing you to inject poison into your body. This is not OK anymore. The time to be polite is over. Yeah. So g become comfortable being uncomfortable, right. become confrontational. Uh, and if you are yep. a person who is, is more outgoing or assertive, go use that gift to get in these people's faces and to demand answers from them. Uh, because the time for putting these people on a pedestal and worshiping our politicians like they're little mini, mini celebrities, that time is over. They work for us, right? Yep. Remember that. No, it's, that's so good. I mean, they. We, I always say this, they want you to fear what they don't fear. And uh, I mean, again, we have to start thinking how, how, like, how long will we let this go before we finally say something? Are, are you going to wait until they put masks back on your children? Are they going to wait? You going to wait till now you're being taxed eighty percent? Are you going to wait until they force and sh shut down your businesses again? And like, what? How far? Or are you going to wait till just com they fully take over the entire country with a communist regime? How? long or what is your comfortability worth compared to your freedom and that's really what we kind of kind of got where's your line where's yeah. your line where's your line and man I think, and i think if you would think to yourself where's my line you would probably realize it happened like a couple months ago yeah like look the whole purpose of the second amendment was because this country was founded on having a line against the government and going uh you're not gonna you know the government has the propensity to want to control and kill people sometimes. So let's have a defense mechanism against that. Well, imagine you're talking to James Madison right now and going, appreciate the Second Amendment, but uh, do you think we should give the government control of our bloodstream? <laughs> his, second, his answer would probably be like, uh, no, dipshit. I just got done telling you not to give them all the guns. Why would you <laughs> give them control of your blood? And it's just like everybody's just acting like that's not occurring. And it's like, that. yeah, it's what you're doing. Yeah, and, and basically what we're doing here at the, with the Patriot Party is we are seeking every single peaceable political solution remaining to us, and we have to exhaust every single possible tool available to us before, you know, before things escalate, let's just say that, sure. right? So, like, we need to do this as Americans. Like, really, you, you have no excuse. Like, you have to get involved, and you have to support basically any options that you have available to you politically like we the, you know so well, uh, and, i just have and, to say get involved and um oh i forgot i was going to say one other thing that go, you made me think it. of but no i totally just spaced on what it was but no, people well, I, I, yeah. I would say this there's there's good news here there is good mm -hmm. news because the fact that maggie can make this call and people are starting to show up I mean, there are school boards packed precinct commitment seats completely packed People are getting engaged. People are aware. The fact that we are talking about election fraud and we can actually point at it and we're and it's not like a weird thing where if we would have talked about this five years ago, election. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a conspiracy. Um, the, uh, the entire country is awake to this entire thing. And so that is the hope where I'm like, OK, everyone's awake. We're still figuring out how to do this the right way. Maybe what the Patriot Party is doing right now in Arizona is actually the solution of what we can actually do on the day to day. I love that they're focusing on just on the state of Arizona. They're focusing on local battles. They're saying, screw the federal government, because as long as we can focus on local, at least our freedoms are staying intact. Um, but Maggie, real quick, how can people find you? Social media accounts, website, obviously stoptherhinos.com. 
Yeah. So stoptherhinos.com. Um, the Patriot Party has Instagram. They have Telegram. Um, you can find them. I think it's patriotparty.az. Um, if, again, they should sign up for the email list, too, to get all the updates about what the Patriot Party's doing. Um, or if they want to get involved here locally, please come join us. Um, and to follow me, I'm still at Fog City Midge on social media. I don't know. I might do a rebrand at some point, but while I'm still shadow banned, I don't, I'm just going to stick with <laughs> it for now. Um, so yeah, I'm on Telegram. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, so people can find me at Fog City Midge and I'll be posting plenty of updates about how they can get involved and how you can take back power at the local level. I love it. Awesome. Ross, the boss, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, stay, stay in the fight, guys. Stay confrontational. Uh, you know, ever, like you said, peaceably, everything legal that you can do, you should be doing. If anybody in your social of influence, in your social sphere of influence, doesn't know what you know that you can prove yet about what's been happening politically, convince them of what you believe. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Not a couple weeks from now when it seems culturally appropriate. You need to do it now because it really does matter. And if what you believe is true. Then this is then then we're at a precipice right now where where we need all hands on deck. So be that person today, everybody. I agree, and don't forget go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com, especially because if you put in your email, we have a document. Uh, it's a three-step document how we teach you how to practically pressure your local government officials, um, and it's just very simple. We give you the website of how you can one find out who they are. Two, we give you a script of what you can say when you call them or email them. And then three, um, how you can mobilize and organize on the local level. So if you want to get that document, go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Put in your email. It's the one way we can stay in touch with you before we get deplatformed because we all know that day, one day is coming. And um, I think that is everything. Maggie, it's great having you on. Um, even if you don't like Donald Trump, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, she, she's, she's just trying. She's just she sees a problem and she's just mad at it. No, I, no I'm it's, here what? to hold people accountable. So I don't care whether they're Donald Trump or you know, yep. I, I don't care it. whether you know, I don't care who they are. I literally don't care. You know, I, you want I freedom. It, it's freedom. I, I don't You're, care. I don't. I the only person you know, like like. God, I support God. All, all elected representatives <laughs> at this point need to be held accountable, and I don't care I who they are or what letter is behind their name. Uh, nah. They're not—they're not celebrities. They're not gods. They're not yep. our friends. They work for us. They're humans, and you're right—they work for us. They're rep representatives. If they're not going to do what they say, get them the hell out. And that's out. basically what she's saying. I agree. Yep. Ross, the boss, agrees. We, uh, everyone that's listening, don't forget speaktruthoutfear.com. We'll see you on Friday.